Blessings everybody, this is Prophet Lovi and I'm so excited to be inviting you to the second prophetic school that we're going to be having this year. It's just gonna be phenomenal. The first one was so powerful, but this one will be even greater and will be even better. It's very important to understand that it is God's will that every single person, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, for you to function in the prophetic because the prophetic is the revealer of things that are hidden in the heavenly realm. If God wanted to speak to you concerning California right now, you cannot find any verse in the scripture that will talk about California, but God through his spirit and by his spirit, he can speak to you specifically concerning the things he's gonna be doing in the land. So it's very important for you to know how to hear the voice of God so that you will know that every step that you take that God is the one that is ordering it. The Bible says it clearly, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. My desire is that you will grow into a place where you are led by the Holy Spirit, where you can know His voice, you will know His still small voice, where He wants you to go, where He wants you to step so that many people will be blessed because of you. My prayer is that you will be one of those that will be baptized in the prophetic and your life will never be the same. This is Prophet Lovi and I can't wait to see you from September 30th to October 2nd. It's gonna be prophetic, it's gonna be powerful and you will live so equipped and ready to win the world for Jesus. God bless you and I can't wait to see you. This is the Prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom. I've been, I've been, I've been taken captive by the truth, and I, I don't think I want to get out. Coming to this class, I'm just tapping deeper into the spirit, and uh, I've learned that. You need a doorway into the spirit, and Prophet Lovi is that doorway. And you can try to do it on your own, but you will not get far at all. You need a doorway. It's actually really nice to uh, just be able to engage and to listen to everybody's experiences and learn that we're all having the same thing. We're all going through the same thing. We're all lost and in the dark about the same stuff. And for him to clear it up, it's just been great. I decided to attend prophetic school because um, I want to learn. I want to learn from someone that has a relationship with Jesus, that knows Jesus, that expresses Jesus out, that I see Jesus through. There's just been deep layers upon layers on things that uh, the prophet has been speaking on that is just like mind-blowing. Perfect school was no other option. There was no other option for my life, for my family's life, I tell you. This is the best thing we've ever done. When given the opportunity for something like a prophetic school, I had to, I didn't have a choice. I will recommend it for anybody who wants to walk on this earth with God. There's nothing like this. It's amazing, <laughs> what else to say about it. Um, I, I hope you can partake in it. Do yourself and your future and your future generations the biggest blessing and favor and come and take part in this because you will not regret it. I promise you, I'm speaking from my own experience. I saw God giving him a platform in Hollywood, this one. I saw him becoming very known and very famous. I don't know what you do, but I saw your star just going 
Because when I looked at him, I saw him becoming as big as Kevin Hart. This one. Oh, what do you do? Stand up. Come. <laughs> in the realms of the spirit, when you were carrying him, there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit. It was a difficult pregnancy to yeah. carry him. Yeah. To the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point. Yeah. Because I remember I am seeing it in the realms of the spirit. When you're about four months going to five months, yeah. I saw you bleeding that yeah. you thought that you actually lost him. Yes, yes. Prophesy. So I am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because I'm hearing one saying, God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? spirit you see what is on your shirt the lord said me your name is what is on your shirt Hallelujah. what is your name rose what do you have on your shirt i don't know why where's my mama gonna power i saw fire jumping from her and coming to you and i'm trying to understand why when i looked at you i saw her when i saw her i saw you are you a nurse you're in the medical field Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. When I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell, Campbell, as I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. Prophesy. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and run with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Kenny is like Ogaga, Ogaga. Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny, Ogba, Ogaga. Kenny. Ogba, Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> Because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Prophesy! In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? In the, in the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? The one thing about you, you are real. Prodovida, Shalakate, Lemande.
Kishta Agosta Alova Kalamande Lepronde Ligista. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the Lord will touch you wherever you are. I pray that the Sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer. I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. Langatita labra de liga oka pava ketila mandele pronde vikate zila kusha mevrafia azufeke kinkarabasonte lekeya azuke prade kista amandele kusta pravakushte ikarabakante le teleba sovare makusha arade di azaka talabante. Monde le kashte iza azuva Meria azu katalamande karabatoshte Kapro soto lomande le keshta azu karamande Mavo, mavo, mavo I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced May the Lord favor you today May the Lord give you the grace to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change. That people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God. To be a shield for your family. To be a defender of your family. Let it be so now in Jesus' mighty name.
God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi and I am more than blessed to be with you today. And uh, I thank the Lord Jesus because he is good. He does not change. And that we shall see his goodness surely in this day. So I want you to let somebody know that Prophet Lovi is live. And uh, I want you to share this as much as you can. Um, I see a lot of people are on and I bless the Lord for you. I see um, Linda Matthews. Uh, don't worry, God will bless you, especially when you listen to this and God is going to help you. Uh, my, my daughter, the prophetess, Ashley, uh, Megan, Deborah, uh, a lot of my people are on. And I want you to let somebody know uh, because God is going to take us deeper. Today is our first day of fasting. I know many of you already started and some of you are starting today. But I believe that God Almighty is going to do something new, is going to do something amazing. And I know our life will never be the same again. Uh, those who are on uh, YouTube, <coughs> Uh, God bless everybody on YouTube. Let me see how many people on YouTube. YouTube, let some people know uh, that the prophet is live and the Lord is going to bless us tremendously. Um, I'm thankful to everybody that has been subscribing, su uh, subscribing and uh, it's pretty amazing. God bless everybody. More people, more people are coming on and I believe God is going to do an amazing thing. Uh, I hope you're ready for what we are about to go through. Because God is about to take us into a beautiful and powerful journey that is going to change somebody. Would uh, Guana, uh, we are here from Maryland. God bless you. Um, everybody that is watching on YouTube, on Periscope, God bless you. I, I, uh, uh, Periscope, God bless everybody on Periscope. Wow, Periscope is really is really doing well. Everybody on Periscope, God bless you, God bless you. Now, today I want to speak about, because we are fasting now, you have to understand something. Whenever God gives you an opportunity to be in fasting or in the mode of prayer, it's very important to understand one thing that it's always a time to evaluate yourself to understand what is going on with you in order for you to stand right before God. The biggest mistake a lot of people make is that you think God is going to correct what you're not aware of. God does not correct what you yourself are not aware of. God will give you grace in those areas, but God will make sure in order for you to get any kind of maturity, you have to understand what is going on. Now, many times, so many people are ignorant of what is going on within them. So even if they pray, even if they seek God, what happens is they remain in the same cycle because they still don't know what is making them make a mistake before God. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. So what God desires, what God desires is that you grow from where you are. God desires that somebody grows, you increase from where you are. 
Now, the only way you increase is by understanding what is really going on. What are you missing? And the best time to do that is when you're fasting because when you're fasting, there's a few things that happen. Number one, all the hidden things inside begin to come up. That is why when people are fasting, they become short-tempered. Uh, some people become rude. Some people become angry. Some people have attitudes. All these things come out because now you are pushed by what you're doing, the spiritual exercise you're doing, to expose what is going on within the flesh, within your heart. Now, you can never receive the spirit of katharos until you are in a place where you are putting your flesh, uh, uh, you're putting your flesh into submission or, or, or you're, 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 you're disciplining the flesh. Now, you have to understand, discipline does not mean abusing. Discipline means training. I don't know if people are following me. Facebook, are you there? Uh, Facebook, are you there? Before we start going deep into this thing, I just need everybody to be aware of, of where we are. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. I want everybody to keep sharing this. So, it's very, 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 very important. It's absolutely important for you to understand what is going on inside of you in order for katharos to actually reside in you. Now, the word katharos simply means pure or purity. Now, so many people uh, think purity is holiness and holiness is purity, but these are two different things. Righteousness, holiness, purity, they are completely different. Righteousness is given to us by Christ. You cannot earn righteousness. God is the one who makes you righteous. Jesus is our righteousness according to scripture. Holiness. Holiness is simply you staying on the task that God has given you. Your conduct in what God has given you is what holiness is. Holiness is not lying, stealing, or things like that. Holiness is, that's why it says we have all fallen short. Sin is simply to miss the mark. Holiness is your conduct in the presence of God. Now, purity is the condition of your core. Katharos is the condition of your core, or, or what is translated in the Bible as the heart. Your core, which is your soul. So whenever you're about, when you're fasting, you have to always pay attention to what is the level of my katharos, my purity? Now, why is it important for you to make sure that this place or this area of your life is under control? Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. I want everybody to grab their Bible. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. 
I'm going to give you the secret to opening your spiritual eyes. The secret to consistently have your spiritual eyes open. Now let me be honest with you. I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> You have three eyes in three different dimensions. You have the physical sight. You have the sight of the soul. And then you have the sight of the spirit. You have the sight or, or sight in your flesh, sight in your soul, and sight in your spirit. Now, as long as man is in this physical body, even though your soul is subject to your spirit, but the soul will always be the dominant factor or the dominant part of your being. Not in ranking, but in functionality, simply because man is a living soul. The soul combines the spiritual and the physical in one dimension. The soul combines the spiritual and the physical. It joins them into one being. It's the connector between the physical world and the spiritual world. I wish somebody could hear this. I wish somebody is, I hope you're taking notes. Your soul connects the physical world and the spiritual world into one place. A human being is very capable of seeing without physical eyes and simply using the eyes of the soul. <laughs> this dimension, I will teach it in depth in the prophetic school. I don't think people are, are ready for this. Maybe I, should, maybe I should rest my Bible for a second. Let me explain to you. Adam and Eve, the Bible does not say that they were using spiritual eyes. Their physical eyes was not opened. Their physical eyes were not opened, but they were using the eyes of the soul. <coughs> because their life was in their soul, they were not in their spirit. That is why the Bible does not make mention of Adam's spirit. It makes more mention of his soul. He said, and man became a living soul. His fullness of his life was in the soul. Now, there is only one issue with the soul. The soul cannot see beyond the database that has been installed in it. The limits or the boundary or the extent of your sight in your soul is based on the condition of your catharos. Because purity is only of the heart, not of the spirit. Because the regenerated man, 
I, I don't know if somebody is catching me. Already as a pure spirit. Already as a pure spirit. Uh, I don't know if somebody is catching me. Some people are saying it's choppy. Uh, uh, is everybody seeing it choppy? Keep, please keep sharing, keep sharing. Keep sharing. Keep sharing, everybody. Keep sharing. Keep sharing. Karabatia talamandele prande gishta apalakia paravia. Zedele betele kishta amalakista. Fradonte liga santa labrande gishta ava. Lopronde gishta eberedia. Reconto le pronto liga talabrande gista aparadia. Everybody, you're with me? You're good? Perfect. It's good, right? Huh? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I was running still. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Is it choppy on YouTube also? Is it choppy, people? Is it choppy? I need to know. Somebody saying it seems to be smooth now. Okay. Glory be to God. Every, some people are saying it's good. Now, listen to me. Listen to me, everybody. Uh, my son, official chick, as he said, it's, it's, it's good now. It's good now. Okay, somebody said it's better. Okay, perfect. Keep sharing. So, Adam and Eve, was, they were seeing everything in their life through the soul. That is why, now, you have to understand why I am telling you they were in their soul and not in their spirit. Let's go to let's go to Matthew no, to to Genesis chapter two for this to make sense. Genesis chapter two. Genesis chapter two. Thank you, Lord. Uh, let me see. It's verse. Verse 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life and man became a living soul. That is why the Bible tells you, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Meaning that even the Lord Jesus needed parents that were going to mentor him in a way that kept him in a, on a spiritual path for the human, for the man Christ. To, the come to, the, to come to the realization that he is God. I don't know if somebody can hear me. Hello? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, some people are saying it's getting choppy again. Should we go offline and come back? Or how is it looking? Huh? Is the internet ours? How is it looking right now? Don't cut it off yet.
Some people are saying it's good. Uh, uh, people are saying it's fine now. Is it fine, people? Is it fine? Okay, some people are saying it's good, looks good. Okay, I'll continue. So, the life of Adam was in his soul. The life of Adam was in his soul. So, because his life was in the soul, he, was, he had access to the spiritual realm because he was pure. He was undefiled. But he did not see the spiritual realm through the eyes of the spirit, but through the eyes of the soul. Meaning the soul was still seeking information. But if you look at Adam, Eve was still learning, but Adam knew. Whatever spiritual information Adam knew was based on what God had told him. If you eat of the tree of the garden, you will die. But Eve received this information from Adam. The Bible says that the woman in Timothy, the woman was deceived. making her the transgressor or the sinner. Adam was never deceived because in that area, he could see what the enemy was doing through the eyes of the spirit because of the spiritual information that was already downloaded through him, in him, by what God had said. Somebody is watching live from Dubai. Norman, God bless you. Hallelujah. Everybody keep sharing, keep sharing. So Adam never sinned. According to the Bible, Adam never sinned. Never. It's the woman that sinned because she was deceived. Now you can only be deceived if you're not in the spirit. Meaning Eve was still in the soul in many parts. Adam was a little more in the spirit than Eve was. But they were all seeing everything through the eyes of the soul. Is everybody there? If you are there on Facebook, just type, I am here. So that's why you find people who practice spirituality in the world. They always say soul, body. They always say soul, spirit, then body. They always say soul, spirit, then body. But believers, we say spirit, soul, then body because the soul is a servant to the spirit because spirit is in a higher rank. But in order for the will of the spirit to happen in the physical realm, it desires and it must go through the soul. That is why when the devil possesses somebody, he tries to take control of the soul. It's a battle for the souls. 
Because whoever has control of somebody's soul has the control of what is happening in the world. I feel like I'm by myself. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I don't know if somebody is catching me. Apostle. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm live, but, uh, but as soon as I'm done, uh, I'll call you. If you want, you can stay on the phone with me. Oh, you're live? Yes, I'm live right now. But you can stay on the phone with me. It's okay. <laughs> so this is the dimension that people need to be aware of. Is because some believers' life is in the soul, but they think they are spiritual. No, you're not spiritual. Because the soul can see into the spiritual realm. But based on spiritual information that is in you. So if you have demonic information, you will see into the kingdom of darkness very deep. But not because of your spirit man, but because of your soul. Because the soul is the connector between the physical dimension and the spiritual dimension. Your spirit is served by the soul and the soul is served by the body. But Adam was not a spiritual man. He was a soulish man that was growing into the spiritual things. This is why he was deceived. This is why Eve was deceived. If they were spiritual, there is no way a demon was going to lie to them. That is why the Bible says the woman was the transgressor because she was deceived. But notice the devil never went after Adam. Because Adam not only had he been in the garden longer. Adam had already received instruction from God himself concerning the tree. The woman came later and Adam passed on the information. I don't know if somebody's catching this. That is why even Jesus had to grow in wisdom and stature. Why? It doesn't matter that God has called you. Katharos is developed. Purity is developed. It's not a gift. There's no gift of purity. No such thing. It's a lie. The only thing that we have that is a gift, grace is a gift. We don't work for grace. God gives us grace because Jesus, yeah, grace is a gift. Righteousness is a gift. We don't work for these two things. They are given to us. This is why uh, 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 if you look in the Bible, whenever in the Old Testament people are fasting, they always put on sackcloths. What they were saying is that, Lord, we are not justifying ourselves by what we are doing. Because what we are doing is like filthy rags. Remember what the Lord Jesus said. Our righteousness is like what? Filthy rags. The scripture says it over and over again. So whenever we try to justify ourselves, we are like filthy rags. But if you come as filthy rags before God and say, I need you, God will help you. Hallelujah. Because it's a position of purity. Yeah. So the spirit of Catharos, purity, is developed in the soul. Why is it developed in the soul and not in the spirit? Simply because of one thing. The soul seeks to know. The spirit already knows. The Bible says all things are yours, past, present, and future. Amen. The reality is this. The reason why you read the Bible, the reason why you pray, is to grow into what already is inside of your spirit. The regenerated spirit. We are simply discovering what we, what we already have. It's not that God is doing, you know, and we say God is doing something new. Remember, there's nothing new under the sun. Absolutely. So it's contradictory if you really think about it. 
So God is not really doing something new. It is in our soul that something new that is being done. Because we are learning what we never knew before. But never in our spirit. So if you go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, which I'm going to speak about right now. You notice the Lord Jesus saying this. Blessed, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. But if you read this in Greek, it has a completely different meaning. Mostly a different meaning from how we know it in English. Ah, this is too much. <coughs> Excuse me. God bless everybody. Apostle, you're there. <laughs> I'm there, man. Now, this is going to help somebody and it's going to make somebody grow. Do I have the same uh, Bible on that? Can I have that? Let me, let me read it in a way that is going to help people understand this. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. I want everybody to go there. And this is going to help people. All those on YouTube, God bless you and, and keep uh, subscribing. We are almost 2,000 subscribers in, in, in about two months. That's good. That's really, really good. Keep subscribing people and God is going to continue to bless you and increase you. Um, so I want you to be very attentive because this is one of the things that we are going to do during this fast. This is your prayer point for tomorrow. But you're going to begin it today. And then tomorrow I'll come and we'll move even deeper into the catharos, into purity. Purity is not holiness, but purity is the foundation of holiness. You cannot be holy without purity. This is why a lot of people fail in trying to be holy. It's because you did not develop holiness. You did not develop purity. When you are, when you are pure, holiness becomes second nature. It's no longer a battle. <laughs> I'll say that again. When you're pure, holiness becomes second nature. It's no longer a battle. Because remember, holiness is simply your conduct before God. Because if you already have righteousness with God, you have right standing with God, it means you're not offending him. You're, no longer, you're not offending him. So you're not really in wrong standing with him. So holiness cannot be sinning or cannot be associated with sin. Holiness is simply your conduct before God. With what God has given you, what are you doing with it? Let me even make it deeper. The Bible says, I am holy, so be ye holy. What is God meaning by that? God is not under any law. He is God. How can he sin? There is no even nature in sin in him. So how can you tell you to be something? He is not under any law. He came to deliver you from a law, but you think holiness is a law. <laughs> you see how dangerous that is? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Apostle, are you catching me? <laughs> so how can God tell you to be something that God does not keep the Ten Commandments? He has no neighbor. He exists for himself by himself. He has never desired any other person's wife. He's, he's God. He, he's not, he created what a wife is. So God is not bound by the law. Nor is he under any law. But notice the devil broke a law. 
What law was it that he broke that he was kicked out of heaven? Because remember, for him to be kicked out, it means that he was being, they were being measured by a certain standard that God set up. But even him, God himself, remember, this is a kingdom. It's not a democracy or a republic. In a republic or a democracy, everybody is under the law of the land. But in a kingdom, the king is not bound by the law of the land. That is why he is the one who creates the law and tells you what to do, not him. Because a king is not elected. So he's not, he's not becoming a king based on how much you like him. Whether you like him or not, it doesn't change that he's a king. And he's not king because uh, he captured the throne, but he's king by birthright. So it's a different, completely different situation. I wish somebody was catching this. Holiness is simply staying on task. When God is saying, I am holy, saying, I am God staying in my God stuff. You also stay in what I gave you to do. Is really, that's what holiness is. Staying on your task. Don't miss the mark. Stay on the path that God has given you. If you are a pastor trying to be a prophet, you are not holy. You have left what was yours. Uh, I hope somebody could hear this. Holiness is staying in your role. Okay, Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Notice, this was not a promise. Jesus was stating a fact. If you actually read it in Greek, you will notice that it's saying something different because in, in, in English it's saying, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall, meaning it's something that will happen. Uh, let me say it like this. A gift is not a, a, gift is not a sign of purity. A gift is a gift. You didn't work on it. I could prophesy a billion names. That doesn't mean I am pure. It's a gift. But you know if somebody is pure or somebody that has seen God simply because of one thing, their character reflects whether they have seen him or not. Not giftings. Anything to do with anything that you can manifest that is a gift from God, it means you didn't work for it. So some men of God trying to qualify themselves, oh, when I come, people get healed. When I come, I prophesy. When I come, but you know a true man or a woman of God, by their character, the character of a person reveals who they are, not their gifting. Because a gift is something like somebody can come and give me a, a Christmas gift or a this gift or a that gift. It doesn't mean anything because I didn't work for it. They just decided to give it to me. I was talking to my son, Mike Dupree, uh, the apostle, the, the, the prophetic apostolic prophet. And when I, was, when I was talking to him, you know, when I was training him from the beginning and he was having experiences and building him into experiences, 
And then he had another experience and I told him exactly what happened in the experience. But one thing that I've always liked about him is that he always strives to be pure. Now I'm going to explain to you why so many of you are not seeing God. By interpreting this in Greek and making it make sense to you in English, you will understand why and how you can see God. Seeing God is not because you pray. That is why we have so many people fasting and praying, but they never see God. Seeing God has nothing to do with prayer. If you were so, then everybody that is praying would see God. But how many people do we know that have prayed, have fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and actually came in contact with God? I am not saying don't pray. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking about the heart's condition. I wish I had some people that are catching this. Okay, let's read this. The word blessed is makairos. Makairos actually means happy. Because to be blessed is to be, you have to understand, it means both blessed and happy. But now you have to understand this. In order for you to be blessed is something being bestowed upon you. But if it is something that you have to develop, it's no longer a blessing. It is happy. Because you cannot say, blessed, is, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Because it's saying that they can see God blessed on the blessing. But that's not true. We know a lot of blessed people that have never seen God. We, we experience God because of grace, grace, not because of a blessing. Yeah. A blessing is an attribute of grace. So in context, we know that this blessed is actually happy, not blessed. Happy are the pure, are the katharos. Because the word pure there is katharos. Happy are the pure. The heart, word, the, the heart is cardia. Cardia simply means the core. The center, <laughs> not necessarily the heart organ or the, the organ of the heart. So happy are the pure in their core, in their center. For, the word for there, now you have to remember, if you are interpreting a language, you have to make it make sense. Because if you do a direct translation, it's not the same meaning anymore. The word for is hoti or hoti. The word for there is actually interpreted in English, not for. It's actually that, because, or since. He has three meanings. That, because, or since. So if you read it now, I'm going to read it back, back again. They is uh, autos. Is the, autos means they, but actually the meaning of autos is himself or herself. 
The word see is still see, to look at or to behold. The true meaning of see there is behold, which is optomai. So if you read it actually in its fullness, it's saying this. Happy are the pure in their core, for they see God. <laughs> I will say it again. Happy are the pure in their, heart, in their heart or in their core, for they see God. So purity is because you are always seeing God. Not because you are preparing yourself to see God. I don't know if somebody is catching this. He's saying happy are the cataros in their core, for they see God. Remember, the Lord Jesus always say, I do what my father is doing. I see as my father sees. I am about my father's business because he was always what? Seeing his father, because he was seeing his father, he was always about his father's business, holiness. He was always in task. He was always seeing his father's ways because he was catharos. Pure. So when you become pure, you don't begin to see God, you see God. I'm trying to help somebody. <laughs> I'm trying to help somebody to understand this. Because remember, if you change, remember when Paul, or when he was called Saul, he was going to Damascus to destroy the believers. But on his way there, on his way there, Remember, in his heart, he was pure. According to the law of the Jews, according to how he was mentored, he was doing the right thing. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm by myself. <laughs> so he was pure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I, you know, because... <laughs> Remember, God judges you according to the truth you know, not according to the truth you don't know. So he is going to destroy the believers because he's saying that these people are sinning against God and according to our law, they are messing up. He hated what they did based on the law of God. He did not hate them. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so on his way, he already, because of his purity, he saw the Lord. He was not going to see him, but he saw the Lord. This is why sometimes you wonder people in the world would have a face-to-face -face encounter with the Lord Jesus. Then people who are in the church and have been in the church for a long years, for many years, they have never even seen a vision, never even seen an angel. Because you are not pure, you are trying to earn the grace of God. You are trying to, trying to earn the righteousness of God. But you have not surrendered yourself that you will be purified by God. That God will show you that this is wrong, that this is wrong. You are hiding under the cover of religion. And when you hide under the cover of something, 
you are covered. There is a veil over your eyes. Even though you are in the temple, you will never see the Holy of Holies. So you will never behold the King of Glory. You will never see the Lord Jesus for who he is. Because you are covered, you are behind a veil. This is what is destroying people and they cannot see the Lord Jesus. You can be in the temple, you can be where he is and you don't see him. How it breaks my heart. So many people are missing their visitation, yet the Lord is there. This is why the Lord Jesus was walking in the city. And a woman with an issue of blood touches him and she gets healed. And Jesus says, who touched me? And his disciples look at him and say, Lord, there are so many people touching you. How can you talk about somebody touching you? He said, only one person touched me and power left me. There are people who can command something out of God because of their condition of their heart. Notice something. This woman, when you read in the scriptures, he says this. That the woman had tried everything. And everything failed her. And she said, I will go into the city and I will touch the hem of his garment and I will be healed. She did not say, maybe I will. Somehow I will. She did all her research. She tried everything for years and realized the only person who can heal me, can deliver me, is this man called Jesus. Notice this. She said, I will touch the hem of his garment. Because she searched in the scriptures and he says, in his wings, there shall be healing. Remember, God doesn't have wings like an angel. The wings that he's talking about, he's talking about the edge of his garment. The edge of his robe. It's also called a wing. She knew all I needed was to touch that point and he will heal me. And immediately she touched him. The woman got healed. But notice what happened. Because she was unclean, according to the law of the Jews, she could not match up to Jesus and touch Jesus. The Bible, now you have to understand, for you to touch the hem of his garment, it means that you had to go commando style. You had to roll on the floor. People had to step on you. You had to be in the dust. You had to be in the dirt for you to touch him. Meaning she needed to be in a position of true humility. Some of you care too much about what people will say about you. Some of you care too much what people think of you. You want to appear good in the sight of people. You don't want to appear who you really are in the sight of God. Because you care so much about what people will say about you. If they see me being delivered, if they see me confessing my sin, if they see me showing what is really going on with me, so many people are going to say, oh, we thought that she was walking with God. We thought that he was walking in, with God. <coughs> but look at him. Look at her. She was so bad. But this woman showed that there is a true reward. Humility is a reflection of the position of the heart. Only people with purity can truly be humble. Somebody who is in need of something, they will pretend to be humble. Let me tell you the truth. I'm sorry to say this, and some people will not like the statement that I will make. And I, and I know Apostle will know exactly what I'm talking about. But I will say it. I 
I'm going to say it. Poor people cannot be humble. I'm going to be honest with you. It is very rare to find a true poor person. And I'll tell you why. Their need forces them to be humble. Not because they would actually be humble. If somebody has millions of dollars and can still come and say, Papa, how are you? Notice, the most, and I'll be, I'll be genuine with you, my sons and daughters that are watching. I'll be genuine with you, all of you online, especially my sons and daughters. My most loyal and most humble sons and daughters are those who are successful. Wow. Not those, those who are trying to be successful. Some of them, are genuine in their humility. But majority are not. You know I'm a prophet, I see it. How many times have I told you? I've told, Claudius is always with me. My son Mike was having, was having a daughter three years ago. And when they did, found out that he had a daughter, I told him, don't worry. Your next baby is actually a son. He will be a prophet. His name is this and this. This was his second child. He was hoping it, the second one would be a son, but I told him no. It is the next one that will be a son, not this one. The third one will be the son. And yesterday, was it yesterday? They had the gender reveal. And the wife was having a son. Now, for me, if I saw something three years before it happened, in detail, telling you the name, what he would do, and then Papa flies in and prophesies to them, says the same thing that I told them three years ago. So when I'm telling you, I can see, I can see people's hearts. It's true. A true man and woman of God knows this. When I was hosting the great Apostle Omar uh, in our church, Apostle looked at me and said, you know, you are you, there are very few people like us because you are just like me and I'm just like you. And, and maybe I, if, if I'm wrong, Apostle can say, Apostle, we, we gave you all the honor that you deserve at the dimension that we are in right now. Next time we come, our honor will also increase because God has also increased us. I don't know if somebody is catching this. Only people who have acquired things know what it is to be really humble. A lot of people think they are humble, but you have false humility. I'm just being honest. The Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, he is showing two different people praying at the temple. One was looking to heaven and saying, God, I thank you that I'm not like them. And another one came beating his chest saying, Lord, I am not even worthy to look at heaven because of what the things that I have done. And God looked at that one and said, this one is the one I love the most. Do you know why God loved Jacob and hated Esau? 
because Esau was a pretender. God rather see you the way you are because God already knows who you are. If you, if you put yourself on the chopping block, God purifies you. But if you put yourself on the throne, God will resist you. Pride goes deeper. There is conscious pride and there is subconscious pride. That is why the Bible says, and Christ made himself of no reputation. The purest form of, of humility is that God became a human being and dwelt under the laws of a human being. The Bible even said he learned submission because God has never submitted to anybody. But for once, he had to be submissive. Mary will say, uh, Jesus, go make your bed. He can't say, Mom. <laughs> Joseph will say, go, go, let's go make a table. Let's go do this. He did exactly what he was told. He was raised like this. Because remember, charity begins at home. So if he was not successful at home, he was not going to be successful outside. I don't know if somebody's catching me. So a lot of people are being destroyed because of this. You have, as an, an, you have unconscious pride without knowing that you are proud. If your pastor says, some of my sons and daughters are on here, because I'm about to remove a lot of people uh, from the prayer line, from the, from the, from the prayer group, that I put together for a long time and I said every Monday to, to Wednesday they will be meeting together on the phone and praying. I have so many sons and daughters that are serving in the church but only seven of them are on the prayer call. Everybody else that is not, actually it was a test because I was using that to see who really wants to serve God. And those are the people that I will give the best impartation that God has given me. They are the group that I will be bringing at home every other week. They will come and pray with me. See how I pray. See how I seek God. They will sit with me and see how I work together with God. Because if you cannot be pure in small things and then you see me, you say, Papa, but when I told you, Get on the prayer call. They don't know that I ask every week who was on the call, who wasn't on the call. I know who is on the call and who is not. But when you see me, you say, oh, Papa. <laughs> oh, Papa. <laughs> I love you, Papa. No, you don't love me because you're not doing what I'm saying to do. You think you love me, but you don't. I'm just being honest. I know this is going to cut some people, but it's good for it to cut you so that God can purify you. If I said, guys, come home, I want to meet, everybody will be there. But when I say, guys, get together and pray, very few will show up. What does that tell you? If God did not elevate me to the spiritual level that I'm in, a lot of people would not follow. Some people are following the gift, not the messenger. 
the gift of a man of God, to know a true man of God, there are two things that show you that somebody has been with Jesus. Two things that shows you that a man has been with Jesus. Two things. I believe it's Balaam. Remember Balaam and, and, and what was it in, in the Old Testament? This guy was actually a, 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 a demonic or a kingdom of darkness prophet that God converted into a man of God. But remember, he was, God used a gift that he gave him that the devil perverted, but he had no character yet. Never follow a man because of the gift. Because the gift is of the Holy Spirit. That is why the Bible tells you that in the last day I will say, get away from me, I don't know you. Why is he saying I don't know you? Because they based their ministry off the miracles they did. Now remember, I'm not saying miracles are not the evidence of somebody anointed. Obviously, if somebody is doing miracles, it's because God is with them. The hand of the Lord is upon them. That is why the Lord Jesus said, if you do not believe what I am saying, at least believe the works. Notice the stages that Jesus took it from. He did not just say believe the works. He said, if you don't believe in what I am saying, at least believe the works. They are evidence of what I am saying. So a true man of God is known by their message and their character, then the manifestation of the spiritual things. If their message and their character does not match up, then we know that their gift, they are flowing through grace, not from a place of seeing God. Because somebody can have a gift and they have never heard God. You know, this prophetic gift has dimensions. The Bible says, if they be, this is what the Lord told to Aaron and, 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 and his sister. If they be prophets among you, I will make myself known unto them through visions and dreams and dark speeches. But my friend Moses, we speak face to face. Notice what the Bible says. Now Moses was the most humble person on the face of the earth. When you have cataros, you don't seek God, you don't only pray. God begins to sit with you and you speak face to face. That's why he said, this Moses is not a prophet. This one's my friend. You guys are prophets because I'm speaking to you in dark speeches, in visions and in dreams. But my friend Moses, face to face. So he's showing you dimensions of giftings. There are people who manifest a gift because it comes to them. Not because they engage with God, but simply God has spoken through them and that's it. That is why Abraham was a prophet that never prophesied. There was no prophecy that Moses gave. Uh, not Moses, er, uh, uh, Abraham. Abraham never gave a deep prophecy. Zero. <laughs> never gave one deep prophecy. You sat down and you say, ah, the accuracy of the gift of, 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 of Abraham. Nothing, nowhere. David was a man that was seeking to be pure. But notice, he was not pure enough to build the house of God. Even though God loved him. He said, nah, it's not for you to build my house. <laughs> Jamel Pitcher, you said it well. God spoke through a donkey. Exactly. 
God speaking through you doesn't mean he's working with you. <laughs> There's a difference. I, I taught this on a message. The difference between God using you and God walking with you. Matthew chapter 16 says, verse, uh, verse, uh, uh, Matthew, Mark chapter 16, I believe verse 16 says, uh, uh, no, verse 18, I believe, if I'm not wrong. It says, and the Lord went with them, proving the signs that followed them, uh, proving his word to them by the signs that followed them. Don't seek to be used by God. Seek to walk with him. Two cannot walk together unless they agree. Meaning God desires that you walk with him, not to use, to, for him to use you. I can hire people that I'm not friends with and I can fire them like nothing happened. But somebody that is walking with me, it's difficult for me to get rid of them. Hmm. To be used of God does not mean you're a friend of God. That is why the character of a man of God is very important. I don't know if people are here. Is, is anybody following? Uh, let me see YouTube real quick uh, before, before we dive deeper. Uh, YouTube is killing it. 165 people. It's getting better. It's getting really, really good. YouTube, I'm proud of you. Very, very proud of you. Keep subscribing and keep following. My daughter, Erica Elias, God bless you. Mark, Mark, good evening. God bless everybody that is on here. God bless everybody. Uh, go to uh, um, Zakarabat here. Oh, my big sister, Ebube, the prophetess. God bless you. Go to uh, um, Facebook. Let me see Facebook real quick. Are people following this? Are you understanding this? Listen, I know how much God has gifted me. I know it. But notice I always say something. If God can gift me, he can gift anybody. Don't desire the gift, desire the work. Desire the work. If you ever meet a man of God that wants you to be dependent on him, is not a man of God. He's an agent of Satan and he doesn't even know it. Because a servant always represents the master. A servant never represents himself. Whenever I come on here to speak to you, I come to speak about Jesus, not me. If I will point to myself, will be to show you that it is possible for you to walk with him also. A servant always represents the master. A servant always walks to, comes to reveal the master, not to reveal themselves. That is why the Bible says, we beheld the glory of the only begotten one of the father. We only know the father because of the son, and we know the son because of the spirit. The son came to reveal the father, the Father came to reveal the Spirit, and the Spirit came to reveal the, 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 the Son. A true servant of God always comes to reveal God, not themselves. This is why, Apostle, I was telling people, our prophetic school is coming up. 
our prophetic school is coming up and the last one was just amazing. I kept telling people from the first one, the prophetic school is going to change you more than you think. People are just thinking it was about how to see how to. Man, did people's hearts get chopped. <laughs> people's hearts got chopped. By the end of the third day, after six sessions, some people started prophesying names for the first time. And notice, all I showed you was not, we didn't even go into the depths of stuff. But you already could speak the mind of God. There's always a greater level. There is always a deeper level. This is why it's important to be able to observe the intention of your heart. In Psalms, in Psalms it says, create in me a new heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. You are already born again. Your spirit is already right. But your soul needs to be, <laughs> the soul needs to be renewed. There is no prayer to change the soul. That's why there is no prayer for humility. Anybody that prays, oh God, make me humble, it's a foolish prayer. There's no prayer like that in the Bible. That is why God said, be humble. Meaning it's up to you to decide. But you can only be in true humility if you recognize where you are. Holy Jesus, Holy Jesus, Holy Jesus. This is why it's important. You see, we used to be in the wrong relationships because us, ourselves, our vision was also wrong because our heart's position was wrong. You will always choose the wrong thing because you are not right yourself. When people say, oh, I thought it was the right one. You thought because you are also, it looked good to you because at that moment you are in the same dimension. Unfortunately, because you can never see beyond your dimension and you will always see your dimension as good. But the moment you outgrow that, you realize that that was foolishness. It was not the place to be. Because it doesn't have fruits. You are the wrong company of friends because you are the wrong image of yourself. That is why even the world says, show me your friends and I will tell you who you are. You chose the wrong friends because of who you are. But when you start walking with God, your circle begins to change because of also you have changed. I feel like I'm on my own here. So what am I really trying to tell you? What am I really speaking to you? 
What is God really revealing to you? The character of a man of God. This is why some people you see, they lack humility in the sense that they can even go on somebody, uh, somebody's uh, platform. Uh, apostle may be teaching on his platform, or I may be teaching on my platform, or any other man or woman of God is teaching on their platform. And they will begin to post scriptures and try to teach people on somebody's platform. That's a lack of humility. Because you don't understand protocol. There is a reason why God did not give you their platform. It's because you are missing something. If you can go in somebody's platform and begin to say what you think or correct them, how can you go correct somebody in their house? Don't you understand that revelation is progressive? Okay, let's assume that you have advanced knowledge. But advanced knowledge, there is past truth, present truth, and future truth. Somebody can be in future truth and somebody can be in past truth. They are still in truth because it's not out of the bounds of scripture. It's not out of the bounds of scripture. It's still in the bounds of scripture. A hundred percent in the bounds of scripture. But they are just in past truth. There are Christians who love Jesus that are going to heaven that don't believe God can heal them. They think it is a choice for God to see who is going to heal. That doesn't mean that they are of the devil. Doesn't mean that they are in Satan. It just means they have past truth. Somebody who was in the past, like Isaiah saying, by his stripes we are healed. He was already in future truth over 500 years ahead in time, spiritually. Declaring the cross at a time when the cross hasn't even happened. Nobody even knows about the cross. So everybody in his time was going to say, this guy is an occult. This guy is crazy. This guy is like this. This guy is like that. Because he's speaking of something ahead of time. But the day that everybody else will catch up with him, they will realize that, oh, what he was telling us was the truth. This is why prophets or prof true prophetic people are always fought in the church and are never accepted in the church because of this. They are always in future truth. This is why some of the things that I fear to teach certain things because I know some people will think this is heresy. Because if you really reveal the future truth, <laughs> some people will become unbelievers because you have been trained the wrong way. That is why sometimes we have to go with you and try to raise you slowly. Remember, Apostle Paul, even though the disciples were with Jesus, they were told, go into all the world and win disciples. They thought Jesus was saying, go circumcise their foreskins and the Holy Spirit will never come upon them. Yet Jesus is saying, go baptize them. Give them what you, you have received. But when they saw the Gentiles receiving the Holy Spirit, they thought something was wrong. Until they had to sit down, they say, well... It looks like there is no difference between the Gentiles and the Jews. Why? Because they were still thinking we are better than everybody else. I'm, I'm, I think I'm talking to myself. They, even though they were in with Jesus who revealed to them future truth, they could not see future truth because of pride. Ah, I'm about to finish. 
Facebook, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. If you're going to go listen to another man of God, it's better for you to be quiet. You might learn something. <laughs> that 1% you don't have may be the one that launches you into even a deeper place. So I'm going to say it again. How do we develop purity? This is what you have to ask yourself. You have to put yourself on a scale. Because a relationship is built. A relationship or intimacy is earned. That is why somebody can be your, your brother or your sister from the same mother. Blood makes you relatives, but it doesn't make you family. That is why your best friend may not be your brother and sister, because you are friends. You have a deeper intimacy with them because of the relationship you built. But your brother and your sister may be expecting to have a deep relationship with you based on being relatives. I wish somebody could get this. Intimacy is earned and a relationship is built. That is why when you wanted to marry your wife or, 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 or to date the girlfriend that you're dating right now, what did you have to do? Take her on a date, go watch movies. You had to build your way into their heart so that you can be more intimate, closer with them. So that by the time you say, uh, 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 you say, uh, 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 you know, I want us to be in a relationship, they can say yes. You are increasing your chances of yes. <laughs> and that is why some of you women also were cheated by guys who pretended to be good. Then when you're in a relationship with them, you realize it was the devil. Because you did not observe their character. You observed what they are doing, but not their character. You did not see the intent of the heart. God always examines the intention of the heart. He always weighs the karatos, the katharos. God always measures it. God never looks at what you're saying when you're praying. God always measures the intent and the purity of the intent, where it came from. When you're saying, oh Lord, you're great, God is looking. Am I really great? And where is that information of being great is coming from? Is it coming from their experience with me or are they saying it because that's what everybody says? Glory to God. Why are you saying glory to God? A lot of Christians are on autopilot. I'm sorry. I, I'm just trying to keep it real and to help somebody. So many of you just say, hey, in church, somebody will be saying, let's pray. You start clapping. Nobody said clap. They said pray. You miss the prayer point because you're on autopilot. Everything is clapping. You are not listening. You are hearing, but you're not listening. Part of being spiritual is the ability to be attentive. And when your heart is pure, you seek to do the will of God. So you are always in the position to be instructed. Purity 
is always in the position to be instructed because a pure person is saying, I don't know. I am ready to be taught. Purity makes you a student ready to be instructed. You are waiting for your spiritual father, your spiritual mother, or the Lord, what he will say. One of, one of the classes that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach in the prophetic school will be something to do with the mind that it's very profound. And this is described in the book of Job, and I will go into deep detail in it. You will realize that God has always been speaking to you, but you missed it and you never heard him because you are not pure. And because you are not pure, you are not attentive. And because you are not attentive, you did not pay attention. So you missed all the information that God gave you. You get a glimpse of it once in a while, kind of. Purity makes you childlike. False humility makes you childish. The Lord Jesus never said be childish. He said be childlike. Purity. Because a child doesn't know any better. You tell them, say, daddy. They will say, dada, daddy. They are learning. They are ready to be instructed. They are very attentive at that age of being a child. They are a computer just absorbing. Mary Gotch, it's already done. Uh, Facebook keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. I don't know if somebody's listening to me. Purity makes you ready to be instructed. We are so drunk with power that we are missing the flame that lifts up the fire. Every big bonfire starts with a flame, with a small light. If that small light cannot spark, it doesn't matter that you have so much firewood and, and, and fuel, it will not burn. When you pray, I, I remember there was a man that wanted God to give him a visa to a certain country. And instead of just going before God, according to Matthew chapter 6, he says, listen, don't say too much thinking that your much speaking will make you be accepted by God. Be simple. Be direct with God and simple. This person went before God and said, Lord, I thank you that you created the Grand Canyon. When I look at the lilies of the valleys, when I look at, at the Grand Canyon, I see your greatness. This person has never been to the Grand Canyon, has never observed the Grand Canyon and said, look at how great God is. God will reject that prayer completely because you are trying to bribe God. You are trying to make somebody that has an unconditional love for you, you are trying to make it conditional. God will reject your prayer. Never praise God with what is not reality to you. But the only way you know where you are, Apostle, Apostle Moore, God bless you. Guyana is blessed because of you. 
The only way you know you are pure is you have to observe what are the intent of the words that are coming out of me. Why are they coming out of me? Because it will make you develop true prayer life. Uh, there's a young man I was uh, prophesied to when the apostle was here. And, uh, and um, I told the young man, this is the man you need to follow. Because he's the one that is carrying your next dimension in the realms of the spirit. If you will humble yourself and follow this person, God will make you great. But I looked at the man and I saw his heart was not ready to follow. I know you know who I'm talking about, Apostle. The man in his mind is already a bishop. <laughs> you will never be great or never lead until you're instructed. I just, I just, I hope somebody is learning something. Glenda Curtis, God bless you. Florida is blessed because of you. You can never be a great leader until you learn to serve. That is the law of the kingdom of God. This is what is destroying a lot of people. So you have to take your heart. You have to put it on a scale. And see, the level I'm trying to walk with Jesus. The intimacy I'm trying to have with Jesus. Does it measure with my intentions and what is coming out of my heart? If your purity is not deep enough to balance the scale, then you need to repent. Because the purity will always make God come to where you are. But if you are unpure, God will always be heavy. And you will always be lifted up. Or either God will be so high and you will be down. The key is to be balanced. At the, you need to come to where God is. You have false humility. God will be too far. You have pride. God will be too far out of your reach. But he will be the other way. Your problem is you're repenting. Remember, the greatest sin. Remember, the Bible does not say the works. It does not say sins. It says sin. The root of sin. Sin is singular, not sins. Sin is simply unbelief. Have you believed what God has spoken? 
Because remember, you believe, you, you receive Jesus, you go to heaven. You reject Jesus, you go to hell. You don't believe in his sacrifice, you go to hell. So it is in unbelief is the greatest sin. Not stealing, not killing, not mm -mm, those are attributes. Those are the overflows, <laughs> the fruits of unbelief. This is why you find David saying, search me, O Lord. Test my heart, measure my heart. Open up my heart to me, for me to see. Let me tell you the truth. God does not tempt people because he's not evil. And when God tests us, it's not for him to see, but he tests us for us to see our own heart, because he already knows it. Because God deals with you on the basis of your heart. So when people, I always find this statement when people make it very funny. When people say they may be drinking, smoking, or doing all these other things, and they will say that, ah, don't mind what I'm doing, God looks at the heart. But what they don't understand is what they're doing is because of what is in their heart. <laughs> A good man brings good treasures out of their heart. An evil man also brings evil things out of their heart. So your outside manifestation is the condition of your heart. If you have temper issues, there's something in your heart. Remember, to be angry is not a sin. But to sin when you're angry, then it's a sin now. Idolatry, fornication, all these things, they show what is going on in our heart. If you don't give God the time to pray, to seek him and to be before him. It shows that he's not important to you. So God is not important to you. Remember, God is close to the righteous. The prayer of the righteous availeth much. So God looks at you. How much? You see, there are people who they say, Jesus, Jesus comes immediately. And there are people who say, Jesus, he will say, who is calling me? And he will give priority to the ones that called him that are righteous before you. <laughs> Listen, there is a way to skip the line of everybody, be pure. Everybody that met the Lord Jesus received a solution. How many people have met you and received solutions? That is why people who have plenty of scriptures but they don't change anybody's life. <laughs> to me, they are, they are dangerous people. They, put, they enslave people with laws. One time I was praying for this lady and I, she wanted me to pray for, she had a tumor or something like that. And as I began to pray, she, I said, Lord, I command the, heal, the healing to come on. The, yes, Lord, according to Matthew, this, 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 I stopped to pray. I told a woman of God, if you really believe this prayer, this prayer should have helped you. You already know the scripture. Why couldn't you heal yourself? Why did you come? Remember, when you come to Prophet Lovi, you are benefiting from the relationship of Prophet Lovi with the Lord Jesus. When you go to Apostle Omar, you are benefiting from the relationship of the Apostle with Jesus. 
Whoever you encounter, you are you're receiving according to their relationship with the Lord. I wish somebody could hear me. I'll finish with this. I'll finish with this. I want you to take a pen and a paper. And you're going to write down the characters that you know that are your downfall. But before you do it, pray and ask God to really uncover what is inside your intention. Why do you really pray? Are you praying to be a millionaire or are you praying because you love God? Is Jesus still Lord whether you are poor, whether you are sick, whether your life is in shambles? Is he still Lord or he will only be Lord as long as you are blessed? When your husband or your wife leaves you, is Jesus still Lord? If your father and mother disown you, is Jesus still Lord? If everybody rejects you, is Jesus enough? Examine your motive and intent. Don't worry, I'm about to finish. Examine your motive and intent. During this fasting season, your prayer let, let me show you something <laughs> let me find this let me find this scripture to help somebody um, matthew chapter 13 verse 15 matthew 13:15 this is going to shock somebody matthew chapter 13 verse 15 are you ready, Apostle? Read it. What does it say? Matthew chapter 15, verse 13. Is that what is, what is it? 13, 15. Yeah, Matthew 13, 15. Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. All right, Matthew 13, 15. Mm -hmm. For this people's heart is waxed gross, uh -huh. and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Notice. Their ears are dull and their eyes they have closed. Why? Because their heart is waxed gross. What does it mean? You see, when you pour wax on something, <laughs> you know why when you want to do something athletic, if you're not in shape, you breathe so much? Because when you start working out, what happens is because of you burning, why do we say burning the fat? When your heart begins to work really hard, you begin to burn the fat around your heart. Then your heart becomes, then you don't have that tightness of the chest and you don't have those issues anymore. And your whole body begins to burn fat, easy. So Jesus is saying, it is like they have taken wax and poured it on their heart. And because their heart is covered with this 
fat. It has affected their hearing and it has affected their eyes. Listen to me, children of God. You want to see in the spirit. You want to see Jesus. You want to walk with Jesus. <laughs> Let me say it like this. Even devil worshippers walk in the spirit. Because remember, the spirit simply means the spiritual realm. But a believer doesn't walk, want to walk in the spiritual realm. A believer wants to walk with Jesus. In another dimension, in another atmosphere, in another level in the realm of the spirit because they are walking with Jesus far above the darkness. Read it again. <laughs> I'm going to finish with this and then we'll be done. Mm -hmm. For this people's heart uh -huh. is waxed gross uh -huh. and their ears are dull of hearing uh -huh. and their eyes they are closed. Mm -hmm. Lest at any time uh -huh. they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart uh -huh. and should be converted and I should heal them. Notice what Jesus is saying. He's saying the Pharisees would have received salvation, but because their heart was wax gross, they could not hear or see. Because if their heart was not grossly covered with wax, they would hear and they would see, and Jesus and they would understand with their heart, and Jesus would have no choice but to heal them. So you don't get healed, you don't get delivered because you don't understand. Ah. What is faith? Faith is information. The simplest way to break down faith is information. Knowing something that God knows that is already established. That is faith. Faith is simply information. It's data. Information. Knowing something that not everybody can understand, but you understand it and you see it because nobody else can see it. But you can see it because God said it. If you hear with your ears and see with your eyes and understand with your heart, God has no choice but to heal you. God has no choice but to bless you. God has no choice. He is bound to do those things. Because the heart can only be freed if it is pure. Tonight I want you to write down, this is where I want to be with God, but this is my character. This is the condition of my heart. Does it match up where I want to be with Jesus? If it doesn't match up, then you have work to do. During this fast, you're going to ask God, Lord, help me to change. Lord, help me to change. Lord, help me to change. Lord, help me to change this part. Lord, I hate this part because it's keeping me away from you. I've realized that it's stopping me from growing closer to you. Holy Spirit, help me to change my character. Help me to change, oh Lord. Rose, God bless you, watching from Kenya. Kenya is blessed because of you. Lord, help me to change. Lord, help me to change. Lord, help me to change. When you truly desire a walk with Jesus, you are ready to let go of everything. I'm going to give everybody three minutes. I want you to play the, the, the promo for the prophetic school. I'm going to give people about uh, uh, two minutes to write down where you want to be with Jesus and the things that you want to change 
in order to walk with Jesus. What you're going to bring before God for God to help you to change. Because you cannot change yourself, I cannot change myself. It's only the Holy Spirit that can help us to change. But it cannot change what we are not aware of because then it's not making us responsible. I cannot give you something to manage that you don't know the value of it or what it is. So I'm going to give you two minutes to write down as he's playing the prophetic school promo. And those who haven't signed up for prophetic school, go and sign up. Rugira watching from Rwanda. Wow, Rwanda is blessed because of you. Della from Zambia. God bless you. Wow, a lot of people from different parts of the world. God is just amazing. I thank the Lord that he's taking my voice to the ends of the earth. I'm so honored to be able to bring this message to you. Junior watching from New York, the land and the territory of the Apostle Omar, the territorial commander of New York. So play the promo and then I'll give them a second for them to, to sign up and, then, uh, and to write down what they need to write down and then I'll come back and we'll pray together. Hala. Blessings everybody, this is Prophet Lovi and I'm so excited to be inviting you to the second prophetic school that we're going to be having this year. It's just going to be phenomenal. The first one was so powerful, but this one will be even greater and will be even better. It's very important to understand that it is God's will that every single person, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, for you to function in the prophetic. Because the prophetic is the revealer of things that are hidden in the heavenly realm. If God wanted to speak to you concerning California right now, you cannot find any verse in the scripture that will talk about California. But God through his spirit and by his spirit, he can speak to you specifically concerning the things he's going to be doing in the land. So it's very important for you to know how to hear the voice of God so that you will know that every step that you take that God is the one that is ordering it. The Bible says it clearly, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. My desire is that you will grow into a place where you are led by the Holy Spirit, where you can know His voice, you will know His still small voice, where He wants you to go, where He wants you to step so that many people will be blessed because of you. My prayer is that you will be one of those that will be baptized in the prophetic and your life will never be the same. This is Prophet Lovi and I can't wait to see you from September 30th to October 2nd. It's gonna be prophetic, it's gonna be powerful and you will live so equipped and ready to win the world for Jesus. God bless you and I can't wait to see you. This is the Prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom.
Blessings everybody, this is Prophet Lovi and I'm so excited to be inviting you to the second prophetic school that we're going to be having this year. It's just gonna be phenomenal. The first one was so powerful, but this one will be even greater and will be even better. It's very important to understand that it is God's will that every single person, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, for you to function in the prophetic. Because the prophetic is the revealer of things that are hidden in the heavenly realm. If God wanted to speak to you concerning California right now, you cannot find any verse in the scripture that will talk about California. But God through his spirit and by his spirit, he can speak to you specifically concerning the things he's going to be doing in the land. So it's very important for you to know how to hear the voice of God so that you will know that every step that you take that God is the one that is ordering it. The Bible says it clearly, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. My desire is that you will grow into a place where you are led by the Holy Spirit, where you can know His voice, you will know His still small voice, where He wants you to go, where He wants you to step so that many people will be blessed because of you. My prayer is that you will be one of those that will be baptized in the prophetic and your life will never be the same. This is Prophet Lovi and I can't wait to see you from September 30th to October 2nd. It's gonna be prophetic, it's gonna be powerful and you will live so equipped and ready to win the world for Jesus. God bless you and I can't wait to see you. This is the Prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom. God bless everybody that is uh, back on. I hope everybody, how many people have their, their list written out so that we can, uh, we, ca we can pray? So that we can pray. Uh, their list written out. So I'm going to lead you in these three places of prayer. To purify something, it means that the thing already had the nature of being pure and it was defiled. There's a difference between defiling something and something that is already spoiled. To defile something, it just means that its condition is degraded, but it can be purified. It can be rendered where it was. But our desire is not to be how we were. Our desire is to be more like Jesus, how we can be. Uh, how many people have written it down? Let me say it like this. Everything that you don't write down is a wish. Everything that you write down is a decision. If you don't write anything down, you're wishing. But everything that you write down has become a decision. This is what I am going to do. The flesh is not evil. The works of the flesh is what God hates. If the flesh was evil, God will not resurrect it. <laughs> if your body is the temple of the Lord, how can your body be a temple that is not good? God doesn't live in broken houses. He lives in complete houses. The works of the flesh is what God hates. Facebook, did you write your list? Let me see those who have written their list. Rangedigsta, aparadia, canto, lebron de gishta. 
I want you to make a point to do this. I'm going to give you the attitude of how we are going to be fasting. Now, my fasting is going to extend. It's going to go longer than you guys. But I want you to fast for this four days. I want you to fast like you have never fasted before. Fasting goes hand in hand with prayer. There's no fasting without prayer. If you are fasting but you're not eating, if you're fasting but you're not praying, you are starving yourself. The only time when you're not eating and you're praying, that's what God calls fasting. Fasting goes hand in hand with prayer. God never said if you fast. He said when you fast. Matthew chapter 6. When you fast, not if you fast. He said when you pray, when you fast. Meaning fasting and prayer should be our regular lifestyle. Not when God is calling us. There is a time God will call you to fast, but the life of a mature believer is you already are already used to fasting. Nobody had to tell Jesus to fast. He just fasted. It was a lifestyle. I want you to make a point to pray three times a day. Everybody share, share as much as you can, share as much as you can. I want everybody to share as much as you can. I want you to try and pray three times a day. From six to six, yeah, those, everybody that is fasting, you're fasting from six to six. But there are some of my sons and daughters that I told them you're going to fast for three days, with, for, for the three, four days until Thursday with only water, <laughs> no food. <laughs> because I want to push you high. <laughs> I myself, I will fast longer, way longer than all of you. Way longer than all of you. I will not break my fast until after some many days. <laughs> many days. So if you see me becoming skinny, <laughs> just understand <laughs> that uh, the prophet is in deep fasting. Your attitude in this fast, try to get, try to fast three times, uh, to pray three times a day. Morning, afternoon and evening whether you're fasting only with water uh, will i hope you didn't forget <laughs> whether you're fasting only with water or you're breaking at six and when you break please eat salads don't eat heavy stuff those who are breaking eat very light stuff super duper 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 light if you, eat, if you eat heavy, you are resetting yourself. You are starting over. The point is to be light. When you fast for real, you understand true humility. <laughs> Fasting as a way of humbling people. Uh, Lolo, you are not allowed to, to fast because you are on, on your honeymoon, right? 
If you're on, on your honeymoon, you're not allowed to fast. You and your husband. No fasting for you guys. Lolo and my son Van. No. No fasting for you guys. Now, for my sons like Will and Mike Dupree and, and those who I weeded out, uh, Ashley, <laughs> those ones who I weeded out, you, thou shalt fast, you, thou shalt pray five times a day. You're going to have a 4 a.m. prayer. And trust me, you will thank me later. <laughs> 4 a.m. prayer. Eight a.m. prayer. Afternoon prayer. Six PM prayer. And midnight prayer. There's a reason why I gave you those hours. There's a very specific reason why I gave you those hours. Ah, Lolo, I don't know if your husband agrees. <laughs> Five times you're going to pray. Five is the number of grace. Now remember, why am I telling you to pray? Because prayer builds character. It teaches you how to depend on, on God. Uh, Nyambura, Maureen, you will start as soon as we go offline. We are going to pray together actually right now. There are people who are watching in Kenya and it's 4 a.m. Jesus, God will reward you greatly. Kaza bratia kalabasante le brande kista. Or the three times a, a day, people, when you wake up, seven, twelve, and six. Seven, twelve, six. But if you want to take on the people that I gave also five times a day, even though you are fasting six to six, do it. Nothing wrong with that. The more, the merrier. Tebe from Botswana. God bless Botswana because of you. Hallelujah. Okay. How many people are ready for prayer? If you're ready to pray, I just want you to type, I'm ready to pray. I want you to type, we're ready to pray, and then we'll pray. All those who are giving, you can go to prophetlovi.com and, and you can give there. And God will bless you. 
And it's a fantastic way you want to start your fasting and you want to start with an offering before God even deeper. Even deeper if you want to. If God leads you to. And you should. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. Mara koshte eperedia kasantapa. Merade kishta abra de keste emana. Contro de gishta apra de getele besente. Rondia kasabakate. Periscope, you are so blessed and I'm so glad that you are here. Rendende le gishta apra dia tontele baste e regishta avakatea. All those who are giving, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Go to prophetlovi.com and uh, you can give, you can go to the donate tab and just do that. Sophia Owa says, yes, I'm watching from Kenya. I need this and I'm ready for prayer. God bless you. We are about to pray. Paul Porter, you can absolutely do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Neo Isaac says, I'm new to this fellowship. God bless you. Latanya Smith said, I'm getting off work just in time for prayer. Wow. Parel Powell says, do you see the the Netherlands? It's 3 a.m. Jesus. Is it 3 a.m.? Yeah, 3 a.m., Jesus Christ. All those people that are coming on late, you don't know how deep you are. (laughs) You are extra deep because God honors every sacrifice. God honors every sacrifice. Hallelujah. All right. I want you to be in the attitude of prayer now. The first prayer you're going to make is you're going to tell God, this will be your prayer. You're going to add this. The prayer, that I'm, prayer points I'm giving you today will be part of the prayer points that I will give you tomorrow and the day after. You will add other prayer points to it, but you're not going to give up on these prayer points. You're going to pray. Your first prayer point is this. God, I pray that you will reveal my heart to me. I want to know who I really am. Show me my nakedness. Show me my nakedness. Don't hide it, O Lord. Don't cover it, but show it to me because I want to know where I stand with you. Dollar, dollar, yes, you can drink water. Some of you can just go to the bathroom or you can just sit down where you are and pray inside your spirit, those who are at work. Your first prayer point is God to show you your heart, to reveal your heart to you, to search your heart, to pull out and to reveal to you the places that you have flaws. The spirit of brokenness, a broken spirit is not because somebody hurt you. God is close to the brokenhearted or the brokenhearted because they have realized their need for him. They have realized how they are without him. 
somebody is asking for the, the, the cash up thing. Just go to profitlovey.com. All the information is there. It's all on profitlovey.com. Make sure that you are sincere with your prayer. Sincerity proves to God that you are serious. So we are going to pray, God, reveal to me. My greatest gift, what changed my whole life was this. When I became very hungry for Jesus, the Lord unlocked my heart and showed me my heart. Listen, I've had family members, my father, my mother passed away. I've never cried like I cried when my nakedness was shown to me before God. Ha, it was the most breaking, it broke me. <laughs> it broke me so terribly. And God became closer because God is attracted to somebody who's ready to be molded. Are we ready to pray? This is our first prayer point. Many of you, I tell you, by the time we'll be finished with this fast, you won't be the same. Are we ready to pray? Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we bring ourselves before you. We come before you with full of humility, Father, with all the sincerity that we can master. And we say, oh Lord, have mercy upon us. For Lord, we are totally, 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 totally in darkness in many areas of our heart. You have brought us into the kingdom of light, but there are still things in us that, Lord, we are not happy with because they are destroying our relationships with you, our relationship with you. Lord, you said if the light be in you be, be, becomes darkness, then how deep is that darkness? Some of us, Lord, we don't even know that our light has already been corrupted into darkness by the character that we have continued to walk in. Some of us are not even aware of the things that we have been doing. But Lord, we know that you know all things and because you are full of mercy and compassion, you are full of mercy and compassion, you are ready and willing to change us this day. Father, therefore I pray, Father, reveal our hearts. Lord, reveal every hidden agenda in our heart where our intentions were not pure, where our thoughts were not pure, where we looked as if we had the right intention, but it was not right. Oh, Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, operate upon our hearts. Open our hearts. Reveal our nakedness today. 
Father, we want to see the shame so that we may know what we have done as wrong, so that you may help us in taking it away. Lord, we cannot do it by ourselves. We understand that weakness is, is a call to come to you, to run to you for help. And today we run to you for help. But we don't want to be ignorant of what is going on that is wrong. We want to be aware of the devices of the enemy. So we pray, O oh Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, 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 purify us, sanctify us, wash us clean today. Wash us and purify us by your Spirit. Transform us by revealing what is in our hearts. Revealing what is in our hearts. Reveal truly the condition of our heart today. To everybody that is watching, reveal truly the condition of our hearts in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Let me tell you something, Apostle. As I was praying, I saw myself standing before a mountain and the mountain was consumed by fire. Consumed by fire. The presence of God is too much. If I was to even show you the people that are here, you who are home, unfortunately, I can't show you. Everybody is on their knees because of the presence of God and what just happened in the room. The presence of... Our God is a consuming fire and everything that is purified is purified by fire. Not the fire of the world, which is difficulty, but the fire of God. God who is love, who in his love will restore us and, and wash us and purge us. The second thing you're going to pray in the presence of God that I believe that is being even communicated where you are. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. The second prayer, Lord, help me to repent. The man who had the son said, Lord, help my unbelief. God can help you where you have no ability to change your mind. Repent means simply means, Lord, change my mind. Lord, I change my mind. That's what repentance is, to change the mind. To turn away from what we used to do. You're going to pray that Lord, the Lord to give you the grace to turn away from what you used to do. Father, today we pray for the grace to repent. There are so, some things that have become addictions. There are some things that have become character, part of our character. There are some things that have become subconscious, hidden far in our subconscious. We pray, O oh Lord God Almighty, that you give us the grace to repent, the grace to turn away from our wicked ways, the grace to turn away from where we used to be, the grace to completely change. Rende de gede besente. La clariosto improdovida. Me rende kista apara de gede gesente. Rakababa bababa sante. Rinte le keste e paraba talamande. Roconte le conte le conte le conte le conte. Conte le baba bababa sante. Le brande gista akaraba sante. 
Rekete berebeka sante le kista aparaba. Rakata laba sante le bronde kista aparadea. Saraba katele besente. Rondia kasaparatia katabasante. In Jesus mighty name. Your third prayer point. God help me to remain pure. Give me the grace to maintain my purity. Give me the grace to maintain the purity you have given me. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabababababasante. Reza randa bababababasi akarabababasante. Rende gesta akarabade radiga don telebra. Raka bababababababasante legista aprakatalabababababasia. Makarabababasante liga torabasa. Eh, Baba 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 Basante, Rande Geste Ere Baba Basante, Kora Basante, Baba Santo, Ronde Gista Araba Sante, Lakra Rakra Rakra Kikatala Baba Baba Tala Basante, Zegede Besanta La Bronde Gista Apara Degede. Rontente liga tabasante liga doste. Maronde gista aparadia casonte le brande gista eke. Morende gista atala basante. Ronde gista aparadia cosete le brande gista. Father, help us to maintain this grace of staying pure before you. In Jesus' mighty name. Listen, children of God, what you have heard today is simply God trying to elevate us to another dimension. Take this time seriously and do it with all your heart so that God may take you higher. Uh, I bless everybody that is on. I pray a prophetic grace and prayer upon you, and I can't wait to see you tomorrow. At the same time, I came on today. What time did we come on? Four. Should we do it a little later, like six, so that the people in Africa may be, it may be a little uh, day, or six or seven, or, or early in the morning? Okay, so maybe we should do it like uh, what time? Morning? Okay. Okay, all right. So I'll see everybody at 11 a.m. Pacific time. God bless everybody, and you are all blessed in the name of Jesus. Shalom to everybody. God bless you.
Blessings everybody, this is Prophet Lovi and I'm so excited to be inviting you to the second prophetic school that we're going to be having this year. It's just gonna be phenomenal. The first one was so powerful, but this one will be even greater and will be even better. It's very important to understand that it is God's will that every single person, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, for you to function in the prophetic because the prophetic is the revealer of things that are hidden in the heavenly realm. If God wanted to speak to you concerning California right now, you cannot find any verse in the scripture that will talk about California, but God through his spirit and by his spirit, he can speak to you specifically concerning the things he's gonna be doing in the land. So it's very important for you to know how to hear the voice of God so that you will know that every step that you take that God is the one that is ordering it. The Bible says it clearly, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. My desire is that you will grow into a place where you are led by the Holy Spirit, where you can know His voice, you will know His still small voice, where He wants you to go, where He wants you to step so that many people will be blessed because of you. My prayer is that you will be one of those that will be baptized in the prophetic and your life will never be the same. This is Prophet Lovi and I can't wait to see you from September 30th to October 2nd. It's gonna be prophetic, it's gonna be powerful and you will live so equipped and ready to win the world for Jesus. God bless you and I can't wait to see you. This is the Prophet Lovi. Shalom, shalom.